Okay, welcome to the Ceramics Podcast. Hi, everybody. Uh, I'm Cami Klamako, and I'm here with Gustav Hamilton and a special guest, Ben Sikirsky of the Colorado Sikirskis. <laughs> <laughs> Where are you right now, Ben? Um, I am in my childhood bedroom right now. Oh, I was going to say it It looks like a childhood bedroom, but I didn't want it to be your apartment. Oh. It is a childhood bedroom. I have been living at my parents during the, well, since I got back from Japan last year. But cool. Yeah. I love that. Like it just like kind of unravels. Well, I've been living here. I actually never moved out. Um. I never, you know, I lived in Cap Hill in Denver for a minute, but you know. Uh, okay. I live in my two studios. Oh, right. Okay. Uh So you, so let's just get to the real point of why you're here. You wrote to us after the last podcast came out, accusing Gus of stealing your idea. (laughs) And, um, (laughs) which is potentially, I think I say is the greatest idea I've ever had. Yeah. Okay. Okay. So, but, but, (laughs) so let me just like, let me just like tell the story of what happened. Ben, Ben DM'd me and was like, Gus stole my idea about the kiln and he, and I was like, Oh shit. And then I told Gus, Gus, you stole his idea about the kiln. And Gus was like, Oh no, that's the best idea I've ever had. And I was like, (laughs) you, you, I was like, you'll probably have another idea. I'm not sure, but let's like, we did have to mourn the loss of his idea. Of what I I really thought was the best idea I've ever had in my life. (laughs) So um, flashback to a couple months ago, the beginning of COVID, uh, Gus and I did a studio, a virtual studio visit with Ben for Brooklyn Clay that you can watch on YouTube. So you get to see Ben's work and Ben's studio. And it's so lovely. And Ben, I love your work so much. Um, (laughs) Thanks. Yeah. uh, It's so like funny and kind of treacherous in moments, which is super fun too. Um, so I did review the tape and it turns out that Ben, Gus did not steal your idea. No, he didn't. Okay. Um, oh wait, I didn't steal it? No, no. I thought I, I oh. said he didn't steal it. I thought, so, cause when we did that studio visit, I was still running my kiln out of the coffee shop I was working at. Um, okay. I totally forgot that. But even yeah. at that time, there was there was some weird stuff going on with your kiln even back then, right? Yeah, there's always weird stuff going okay, on with my kiln. Okay. My kiln well, you guys were surprised at how old it was because okay. it was like a <laughs> 1980s Paragon A66B. <laughs> yeah, that that is a that is an amazing thing that it's like up and running like a like an old grandpa. Wait, why wouldn't it run? It's super. Yeah. Um, it doesn't so, like nothing goes bad, right? That's okay. Yeah. So I've been trying to help another friend of ours pick out a kiln, and I keep arguing that it doesn't matter how old the kiln is, and I don't think it does. You just it just matters how old the elements and the relays and the thermocouples are. Yeah. So. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So this so, kiln doesn't have relays. So tell us about this <laughs> kiln. Tell us, like, walk us through. Walk us through like what Gus thought was his amazing idea. And we were like, this, this is like the best idea I'm ever going to have. How much are you comfortable sharing, Ben? Um, So I think there should be a disclaimer that I am terrified of my kiln when I run it. (laughs) (laughs) Um, I'm absolutely terrified of it when it has electricity going through it. Um, But 
my kiln um so when we did that studio visit i was still working at pablo's coffee here in denver and they were letting letting me run my kiln through their roastery because they had tons of two they just had like excessive amounts of 220 outlets that's so cool though yeah and it was just like oh okay i'll just run this and i was running it while i was working fast forward to me getting laid off and i had to take my kiln out of there and so i eventually it lived in the back of my car for a while like i have a it took up the entirety of my trunk (laughs) but i have have a pretty big car it's like a volvo station wagon that's Um, a good that's a good ceramicist car Dude, it's the best. Yeah. This story's um, gonna get so weird. I already know it. So um before uh <laughs> um so then I I, ha- I had to bring it up to my studio because I didn't want to put it back in my parents' garage because they hated it when it lived there before I put it at Pablo's. Okay. And um, which do you want us to get in touch with your parents? Like we will be happy to like message them. <laughs> I mean, you can. Uh, I can bring them on. They're downstairs cooking dinner right now. I, um, I, had a, I had a kiln in my parents' garage, and my dad just started using it as a work table. Like, I, I left. I was, like, away at college, and I came back, and there was just, like, epoxy and weird wood glue stuck to it. Oh, and, man. Because <laughs> I left it there for so long. Well, so that's what kind of happened to it for a little bit when it was in my studio, because I didn't, um, I, I didn't want to, like, try to figure out at first i was going to make a cord that combined two 110 into a single 220 but Wait, i thought that sorry was... i mean could, so you were just going to go go to home depot and buy two like Extension regular plugs. okay yeah and <laughs> and tape them together with electrical tape to make yeah, a yeah, new cord. An outlet okay and uh yeah yeah so it's just going to plug directly into that um but i was like oh this seems so unsafe and i'm like already the most unsafe jerry rig everything person um so i decided i was like okay i'm gonna take it apart see how this thing works so i took off the thing the the switch that controls the power um i knew that it it it, like the switch just like either gave the elements full power on each or only full power on one because um when I rewired it the first time they fit a new outlet, I read the entire, I like looked up the owner's manual and like poured through it for like a week so while wait, it's working. What is the kiln? It's a Paragon from 1982. Yeah. It's like, so it's decades older than I am. Um, and then it just has a kiln setter, right? Like it has yeah. high, medium and low and a mm-hmm. kiln setter. Yeah. Or does it just have high and low in a kiln setter? It has high, medium and low in a kiln setter. Okay. And there's some resistance going on with, um the low setting so both elements get power in the low setting medium only one element gets power and then high they both get full power okay um so i knew that's how it worked so i took off the front panel and uh immediately got scared because it was full of cobwebs i'm terrified of spiders I'm terrified of spiders. Was that scarier um, than the electricity that you were dealing with? Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) And so I took it all the way off. And then I noticed that um, because the, so the way 220 works is it has, or the 220 on like Kilms work is there's two positive wires, um, one neutral and then one ground. Okay. So 
you um it basically routes uh neutral basically what have i don't know really how to describe this this well so uh, you're not or, so uh, like let's just get like we might as well tell everyone you're not a professional electrician and I'm, i think that's clear i'm very clear this is very dangerous <laughs> but i do it <laughs> okay. uh, so i mean there's just two elements in this kiln and i figured i could wire each element up individually with or to their own cord. So basically like each element runs individually to a different circuit. Yeah. Um, the only way to make this work is you have to have two circuits. Um, okay. Because I tried to make it work on one circuit, but I just kept blowing my circuit in okay. my studio and it was getting really annoying. You were like, um, well, you just, it's like, you, did you ever see that Bart Simpson, the Simpsons episode where Bart Simpson just keeps like, grabbing the cupcake and it's electric it's like electrified so it's like he just keeps touching it and he goes ow ow he just keeps like touching it ow ow yeah yeah no. or no no it's more like when bart simpson like grabs all the megaphones in the police uh the police headquarters and like uses them to amplify <laughs> each one they, <laughs> it destroys the entire town <laughs> okay <laughs> okay okay i think i understand yeah. Um, but yeah, it worked. And I was able to reroute it through the kiln sitter. So the kiln sitter still works. Okay. So, um, so it just, so do you, they, do they just like run to opposite sides of the room pretty much? No. So I only have one circuit in my studio. Okay. So one runs in my studio and one runs on an extremely long extension cord <laughs> into the hallway. <laughs> <laughs> that's so good and then wait can you uh how do, how do you turn the power on and off oh each each um cord has its own switch it's wire each one is wired up to a light switch that's my okay. favorite part of the whole thing <laughs> okay it's so good i think that's it's really smart but yeah we can't say enough don't 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 do this it, it would be a lot, I mean, it's grounded, but it'd be a lot safer if I had a a new cover on it, like front plate to yeah. mount all the stuff. Well, actually, I don't know if I can say it's safe. I don't think it's safe, even though I'm not dead and I'm talking about it. <laughs> so, the, so the sitter will still shut it off? Yeah. That's awesome. And then yeah, it gets up to like, what's the like highest temperature you're firing to anyways? I almost got to cone six. What? Almost. But, I, but <laughs> I I almost got it there and I shut it off right before it started bending. And when I came in the morning, the cone was bending or the bar was bending. Um, but part of the reason was I don't think the elements have ever been changed. So I recently put in new elements. Cool. Which cool. was which is now why I call it Frankenkiln, because it's like two different scut kiln elements. <laughs> I just Come went on. to Stoneleaf Pottery and picked up two of them. And then one of them, or I picked up one, and then when I replaced it, I actually broke the top one. Um, because the bottom one I knew was broken because it kept shorting out the whole system. So I turned on the kiln, and I turned on the the um, the next element when I was ready to start like going from like medium to high. And it, it, sh it kept shorting out the whole system, and I had to figure it out. I'd see like these jumps of electricity come off from where the element uh, connects. <laughs> <laughs> what's this is like walking the dinosaur 
It's yeah. so crazy. It's it's good. So now it, it runs off to, well, one of them. So I modified a KM818 element for the bottom one. Um, it was too short. And instead of like stretching it out, I just like created a new channel for it. So it ran shorter. <laughs> okay. I had to cut off bits okay. of it and then like redo it. And then the top one, I realized I could just stretch it out. So oh. I got another, I got the wrong one first. I got like a 208 volt element, which didn't work on it. Um, and then I ended up getting a, basically just a 220 volt one. And I put it in there and it worked perfectly. I just had to, it was another KM818. And I just had to stretch it out so that it fit. And it works perfectly now. So funny. It's pretty it's awesome. So good. So you spent about $25 on this kiln. Like how, like what, what's the history of this kiln? So I bought this kiln off Craigslist last year for around $300. Okay. And then the elements cost like, I mean, all told I've spent $150 on replacing the elements. It's pretty good. Yeah. Yeah. So especially when you compare it to, getting a 220 outlet put in yeah that's oh yeah so ben let me ask you like who who does the kiln run you or do you run the kiln oh um the kiln runs me (laughs) um mostly i'm like not i'm I'm not confident enough in like keeping it running with me not around so that usually (laughs) i have to like wake up at like six in the morning drive over to my studio plug it in start the firing and then I just like take a nap and then maybe go get a sandwich or breakfast sandwich or something and then come back. And then it's like a whole day thing where I'm just babysitting this kiln. It's kind of sweet though. Cause it like catches yeah. the entire studio on fire. It's kind of like how you fire like a gas kiln, you know, you like get that nice experience out of it where you're sitting there <laughs> just staring at a box that's getting hotter slowly. Yeah. You're just staring at a box and you're like, you're wondering if you get close to it, if it's going to electrocute you. Today. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it just makes the pieces like inside that much, what that much more important. They're like, you're like, well, I think this is about like, I was selling my work a cup for $200, but now it's $17,000. You don't know yeah. what we've been through. To make <laughs> you don't these know. Works. You don't know how many studio naps I've taken. <laughs> get you this stuff (laughs) wow um okay well there's one more thing that i wanted to ask you and that or maybe both of you do you guys um since i'm a little older i kind of remember a little bit more about firing without a computer but now you guys like like you could get really good at firing by sight you know what i mean like the glow the color of the glow is your temperature oh yeah totally i have that open every time i fire (laughs) <laughs> i'm like i'm like is this yellow is this an orange is this yellow orange is this red orange is this just orange orange what kind of orange is this is this like is this the orange i need is this the orange that's going to shut off in 20 minutes and i can go do something like there's so much depth to that orange how good are you at guessing now do you think terrible Okay. I haven't gotten any better. <laughs> the only the only temperature that I can ever guess is when it's like cone twelve and it just turns white and you open the peep and it blinds your your eyeballs. 
uh, everything else is just a mystery to me. Yeah. I, yeah. What is, what is orange? What is yellow? Sometimes I can, sometimes you get that nice dull red, which is pretty nice. You know, oh, like, the dull, like, the dull red's the best. Like, yeah. you know, everything's starting. Um, What's like, your favorite color of a kiln firing cami? Well, actually, funny you should ask. Um, I was just, a, I'm just about to do a striking firing or what I have been told is called a striking where you put the kiln up to 04 and you look for like a bright orange and then you turn it off and then you let it get to a dull orange and then you reduce it, heavy reduction. And then I guess that's like, must be like, oh, 18 or something. I don't know. I don't know. And then you reduce it really heavy and then you get like a nice copper gloss, high gloss copper with the glaze. So I guess that would be it, a dull orange, dull red orange. I don't know. I'll let you know when I, when I actually do it. How much work are you going to commit to this test firing? Unfortunately, I've committed six boxes of clay. <laughs> six boxes of clay? I don't have a choice. It's like the kiln is 35 inches by 35 inches by 35 inches. So I'm going to fill the whole kiln with 04, and it's either going to be trash or treasure. It's like going to be a one-time, because we don't, I'm going to fire it at Rebecca Manson's house. Nice. Yeah. So I'm really excited about it, but I have no idea. I haven't done it in 20 years, so I have no idea what's going to happen. Sounds fun. It, yeah, maybe. But Ben, have you thought about like doing Raku out of that kill? Um, could you like, well, I guess it would smoke the inside of your, that would be too much, but I guess you could dip them in water. Yeah, I guess you could. I don't know. I, um, I guess I could. I, it's more like I have a second floor studio. It's in an old building. Um, it's like, it's like a super old, it's like brick exterior, but like it's held up by like giant wooden beams. Old, like an old creamery. Oh, yeah. That's right outside the National Western Center. Yeah, you accidentally <laughs> drop one of those pots and it just burns straight through the yeah, floor. Yeah, I was going to yeah, say. Like it's just going to burn through the whole floor into the art handler uh, place below me. They're going to be so mad. Yeah. Like, they're going to be mad no matter what. Like, what, yeah. whichever way you burn the building down, they're going to be mad. I mean, everyone's already mad at me all the time anyway. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I think it's because I'm really young, but they put passive-aggressive <laughs> notes on my, on my door all the time. <laughs> Dude. Like what? Like turn the music them. down? Uh, no, nothing <laughs> like that. More like... Something um, about plaster one time, right? Yeah, I made a piece about one that was like... It's like, oh, don't put the plaster in the sink, but I didn't put plaster in the sink. Um, <laughs> yeah, everything just gets blamed on me. They're like, stop, stop burning all your incense, but like my neighbor burns all the incense. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I mean, I'm I'm the old, I'm the youngest person there by like decades. So, oh, yeah. and I'm I'm subleasing, so I just pay like a flat three hundred a month. Um, I used yeah. to share a studio with a older guy that i always got the impression he didn't he didn't think i deserved the space <laughs> <laughs> and he, he really didn't like me ever. i don't know my studio my studio mate loves me um yeah. clark's the best but everyone else around me they don't like me <laughs> <laughs> uh 
what you got any good ceramic news from denver since we've got um, you on oh i there's been a lot more people doing ceramics i've been kind of doing a thing or i was doing a thing in my studio with a bunch of other artists uh, artist friends we were calling it like clay club yeah yeah and we were like hanging out and just like messing around with clay but then covid ramped up really steeply here yeah. so we kind of stopped doing that yeah. um yeah i i guess i'm about to launch like a smokeware line of like, like bongs yeah like i make an made a nalgene bong and or nalgene bottle bong and what's a nalgene bottle bong uh well like it looks like like bottle. one of these it looks yeah. like he's holding up a a nal- Kimmy, nalgene every everybody in the world knows what a nalgene bottle is other than you apparently wait put it up <laughs> one more time it's just like this ubiquitous oh bottle. i guess it's a water actually, bottle. It's a plastic yeah, it's a, water bottle. It's a plastic oh. water bottle, but maybe Ben, I, 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 I actually don't see him very much out here. Oh, maybe that is. I mean, I am in Colorado. Yeah. Um, is that like yes. a Chacos or like? Yes. Yeah. Okay. It's like this the Chacos Tiva that country. you drink. <laughs> okay. 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 This is Tiva and Saw country. <laughs> okay. Okay. I'm so Colorado. Is that the what? Is that the go-to Tevas out there? I'm yeah, doing Birkin I mean, socks and socks right now, which we talk about a lot on the show. Yeah, like I was doing like hot dogs and like pierogi pipes. Um, yeah. Oh shit! So, oh, a hot dog pipe with a bun. Yeah. Oh, that's cool. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, or just a hot dog without a bun. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, that's yeah. Kinda... I made one of those like glizzy pipes, or that's what everyone told me they're like glizzy pipes. I don't, I don't actually really smoke weed. Um... <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That's probably the only way you're going to make money. Yeah. <laughs> I know. I'm making a 15 foot painting right now. Whoa. Yeah, I saw that. Um, yeah. What's going on with that? Uh, it's like an extension of, uh, this body of work I was making last year. Um, actually I was working on it today and I was trying to get the film off of a oil stick and I totally sliced up my finger. Oh, Ooh, yeah. yeah. It's like, wait, this. <laughs> okay. Nice. Okay. So let's ask you, since we have Irv on the podcast, let's, let's ask you some, like, what, let me see like who are your favorite old-timey ceramicists oh man <laughs> guys you're gonna hate me but don't say peter volkas peter, say peter volkas say if peter you volkas. say peter volkas i'm shutting i'm ending this conversation <laughs> guys, i don't know any <laughs> oh okay <laughs> <laughs> oh. okay yeah, that's, a, that's the best answer you could give my background sculpture <laughs> oh, oh <yeah>. okay okay <laughs> <laughs> so I will um, tell you a tidbit of information that I just heard about from my friend Aaron Wilcox, and that is Chris Burden, his ceram- his teachers were ceramicists, like Peter Volkus and uh, all those guys. They were all his teachers. And then oh, really? Chris Burden, yeah. And there's oh. like a historian working at the University of Wilmington that wrote her dissertation on Chris Burden and his ceramics teachers. Oh, wild. Yeah. I need to read that. I love Chris Burton's work. Yeah, I had a feeling you, I had a feeling you did. <laughs> <laughs> just a wild guess. Just a wild guess. Just the, yeah, I wonder why. Uh, 
so it can't you can... be like the wild disregard <laughs> for my own health <laughs> maybe well that's good news um are you gonna bring clay club back and keep trying to spread ceramics across denver i am i think and also COVID, I think I am. apparently <laughs> Well, I guess you gotta go. I guess I gotta go, guys. <laughs> well, okay. So back to Gus's question: Are you gonna bring back Clay Club? I'm sorry. Um, don't be sorry. That was that was my little brother being weird. Um, I I think I am. Um, I mean, whenever I can bring it back, I'm gonna bring it back. And um, yeah, we were like thinking about like doing maybe like pop-ups around Denver, just like object shows. Yeah. Um, like no theme, just like objects. Um, but I'm also in the process of applying for grad school. So Okay. So where yeah. are you applying? UCLA. Oh. UCLA. Yeah. Um, University I, of Washington. University of Washington. Everyone keeps telling me that. Or no, I don't know why. Everyone oh. wants me to go to Oregon. I was uh, just thinking Washington because they've got the 3D forum program. Oh, no, I'm going to apply for Yale, um, VCU, and then I think Temple and maybe Hunter. That's exciting. Are you are you really excited to get your applications out? This is like time, right? Yeah, like I, I think I'm pretty excited. Um, I hate writing like it's yeah. the hardest thing for me to do. Like right now um, I'm writing my um i'm writing i'm writing the statement of purpose for yale and then i think i'm gonna like branch off that from the rest or branch off of that one for the all the other applications yeah uh how how do you feel about leaving denver um i think it's time um you know grew up here it's the hometown being the the hometown hero yeah (laughs) that's gotta be a lot of weight on your shoulders dude yeah no (laughs) (laughs) That's a heavy crowd. Heavy lies the crowd. <laughs> heavy, ro- <laughs> heavy lies the snapback of the hometown hero. <laughs> well, I'm ex- I'm excited that you're trying to go for sculpture, not ceramics. It'll like really get you out of the ceramics, the ceramics pipeline. <laughs> so you could keep one toe in it, and then when ceramics is like not in fashion anymore, you could have been. You could be like, well, I know how to do everything else. So, so I'm sorry yeah. for the ceramicists that really don't know how to do anything. Yeah, you probably got like <laughs> six months left, right, Cammy? I'd say, uh, yeah, about that. You right, Gus? I'm just gonna see if I can get my old job in Manhattan, Kansas, <laughs> at Target back. <laughs> I love that. Have you watched the? Um, have you watched? The Unsolved Mysteries, where they... Dude, that episode is so yes, good. Yes, right? Okay, for the listeners, it's the episode where they go to Great Barrington, Massachusetts, and several people have the same experience of being abducted by aliens and then put back on Earth, right? Yeah, it's... Or maybe they weren't ever even taken from Earth. Maybe it was oh, interdimensional. Right? Just there. Yeah, exactly. Um, they could have been ultra-terrestrials. Who knows? But I have this friend, Ryan, who I met here at a bar, and he told me that he had several experiences with aliens, that three times he saw, um, like, UFOs. And I thought it was kind of 
uh, amazing that like no one else like why is it always him you know what I mean? well, like it's the same guy like every time gets to see the ufo well, it, the interesting thing about like the ufo phenomenon is while this is a ufo podcast now this is gonna actually be such a sweet intro for irv pepper <laughs> i can't wait can't keep going. i made this all my friends are gonna listen to this and gonna be like oh ben made it a ufo podcast <laughs> yes good that's what we need we'll probably get um, more listeners he went on to talk about his kiln and ended up talking about ufos <laughs> um but there was this um this harvard psychology professor who did a study of um like ufo abductees and he found out that like everyone while there's like no proof that they're abducted um no one is like lying about their abduction so whatever happened to them they think it happened to them like or they don't think it happened to oh, them like they couldn't they like pass the polygraph yeah like Every like for the most part, UFO abductees pass polygraph, which is a really bad like way. But even like him going through, it wasn't. Um, I don't think he went through hypnotic regression with them, but through his tests, he came to the conclusion that while anything he found couldn't like substantiate their claims, the thing is like they believe it happened to them, which is really interesting. I was um, free. I read something the other day you know like how you read all kinds of garbage and was it I read, about the israeli guy no guy? no it was about trump was just about to announce that there were aliens that could already come to earth oh yeah yeah that was like the israeli space minister came out oh. saying that we had like a base on mars and we've been talking with aliens and we have a an agreement with the aliens to not re re reveal their presence until um they feel will be able to handle them <laughs> like there's like a contract or something i don't oh, know these last few years have been crazy not just because of trump but also like all the ufo news like the um the tic tac ufos that were like seen yeah. over san diego that the fbi saw or no no the navy yeah yeah so, yeah, yeah the fighter pilots saw and took footage of yeah well it wasn't just the fire fighter pilots so like in the 90s, the U.S. Navy upgraded all its radar systems. And so they started seeing those these like tic-tac-shaped objects the size of like airliners flying all around the place. Like all of a sudden they like, it's like they put on the glasses from They Live. <laughs> and so like for the most part, they like, they would watch these, they would scramble fighters to intercept these uh, tic-tac-shaped objects and they would get footage of them flying down to like the ocean and then jutting back up and like at one point they got footage of one of them supposedly um flying low to the ocean and the ocean boiling under it and then like zooming off and then sometimes they can only see them through their systems uh one pilot almost ran into one during a chase wait what movie did you just say uh, they live with uh, Ro Rowdy Roddy Piper. Okay. You know the. <laughs> I've the never movie seen where he it. gets the sunglasses and he can see the aliens everywhere. No. That's amazing. <laughs> gotta... Roddy Roddy Piper is the worst. Oh my God. How have you not seen that movie? I don't know. Gosh, okay. This is like your movie. I, I mean, what? I don't know if it's your movie, but. <laughs> I bet it is. I bet it is. Okay. It, well, is that like graph in it then? 
Oh my god, it's so good. What what movie? What's it called again? They Live. Okay. It's a John Carpenter movie. Oh, okay. What uh do you have any other recommendations for it so that people here don't die of boredom? Because so we like can't do anything. Stuff? No, I don't know. What do you got? You got a good you got good movies? Should we go should we just start researching UFO stuff? Um what can I yeah. do other than go to my studio? Okay. Um look up the aerial school incident. Okay. Okay. It's super creepy. Um I've recently got into Desert Oracle Radio. Um that's really intense. It's like this guy out I bought his book cuz my friend Oh. I bought his book. My friend like sent it to me last week and was like this guy seems right up your alley and it's just this guy in Joshua Tree and he's just talking about the crazy things that are going on about Joshua Tree, but it started out as like a, like a magazine that he would release every so once in a while. And like, I just, I started reading it. It's like a tour guide almost, but also like, I just started reading the entry on the Yucca man, which is apparently like, um, tales of the unknown Yucca man, (laughs) which is apparently their version of Bigfoot. Oh, which is like your favorite thing. I love you big, love Bigfoot. Make, yeah. Your big painting's gonna be a Bigfoot painting. I remember you told me that when you were in Japan you told us that when you were in Japan, you did you were like you got into Bigfoot, right? Maybe that's yeah. why you should go to Oregon for grad school. Maybe. See, I tried to get in my last year when I applied to UCLA, I told them I wanted to do a research project where I went up to study Bigfoot. <laughs> in in um where they they shot the Patterson Gimlin tape like they shot that like iconic That's video where he's of like, Bigfoot walking yeah it's yeah. like a female Bigfoot um yeah they shot that in California in the 70s 60s okay late 60s i think yeah i think i re- i remember it from when i was really little yeah like 68 yeah yeah you were like 5 or 6 then right Cammy no <laughs> I wasn't born until 71. <laughs> oh, my God. I, but it, they played it all the time. There's, there was no TV to watch. So they just kept replaying the same thing for the first 15 years of my life. <laughs> I cannot tell you how many times I've seen The Howling, Grease 2, Fame, like all these HBO movies. Well, I that's funny. I used to have a TV, like a really tiny TV in my bedroom. It was like a TV and VCR combo. Oh, cool. And I could only get the TV on the airwaves in it. And so the only things I would be able to watch were um, I would watch Cheers. Uh, cool. There was and um, Cheers, the Tyra Banks show. Not good. No, not good. Not good at all. But it was on. Um, yeah. Some Frasier occasionally. Yeah. And okay. then it was either Need for Speed 2 Sweet. or... Um, oh, what's that, that really serious Adam Sandler movie? Punch Drunk Love. Punch Drunk Love. Oh my God. <laughs> and I was in middle school just watching Punch Drunk Love all the time. And, and Cheers. Cheers <laughs> and the Tyra Banks show. And that's all I could watch. I mean, I could have gone downstairs and watched other things, but I had Legos up here. Um, yeah. Okay, Ben. Do you have any advice for someone who is graduating very soon with a ceramic degree? Um, I guess my, my advice is like, 
it's like get a studio as soon as possible it's just like get out of like the house um or get out of wherever you're staying like don't um don't try to work where you're living because it's just gonna make everything super hard um it's like best to like yeah just get out <laughs> okay. Feel like feel like a ghost in like a, <laughs> a movie, just like get out, get out, get out of my house. Um, but yeah, just like, and then maybe like, don't worry so much about like graduation. And how, how long ago? How long have you been on undergrad? Uh, two years. Okay. Um. So, do you think like should you take a couple years off, or should you just like get right into grad school? don't get right into grad school um like figure out if you can like if you want to make art after school like it's super easy to make art when you're like when you're in school because you know you need you need to do it for like classes and you're just like surrounded by it all the time um but if you can it it's like best to figure out like how you want to make things out of school and what kind of environment you make things in best i think that is really really good advice yeah that's really good advice it's like better than ours i was actually yeah i was like i was expecting some like real jokey answer yeah like I, he's like he's got I was protect. Expecting a less serious question yeah well i look i yeah we actually don't have that many so i'm just gonna bring circle back around and, and ben what's your advice to somebody that you know you know, you're looking at Instagram and you're like, God damn, they just stole my idea. Oh my God. I feel like I steal everyone's ideas. Uh, <laughs> Me too. Um, Me too. Yeah. Uh, I've never you, looked at something yeah. and been like, they've stolen my idea. Except for the kiln. Except for the kiln. Except I didn't Fuck. say that. I thought... <laughs> Honestly, the way you, the way you made it sound, it. it sounded like you had the idea for it way before I did. <laughs> well, no, I'm actually, I actually, am, before we go on with this, I actually do want to know, like, like because idea, like idea stealing is real, right? Like you people do it, you know that it happens. You you do it, like everyone does it, but like, how do you get away with it? Um, well, I think it's it's easy to get away. <laughs> It's easier to get away with like stealing like aesthetic ideas than it is the stealing like content ideas. If that makes sense. Yeah. Um, okay. So it's like easy to like look at something and be like, oh, okay, this kind of idea aesthetically helps me uh, broach an idea better than the way I usually do things. Oh, that makes yeah. sense. I don't know. I don't know. I feel like we we like like talked about this example of someone who's influenced some work, but I also don't want to out myself for like, you can't do that. Yeah. (laughs) No. Yeah. 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 We we had a, we had one where Cammy cut it where I was just like scrolling through screenshots of other people's work being like, and I took that from there and I took, (laughs) (laughs) I mean, we could blink, bleep it out. Like, yeah, maybe go like, um, like I bleeped, I stole a bleep from bleep for bleep. Like, um, I yeah, mean, I want to bleep it out. Like I totally, for yeah, my outside the window pieces, I like totally stole a lot of the aesthetic ideas from 
Calvin Marcus's uh, They Were Good Men series. Huh. I don't know who that is. I don't know that who that is. No. Oh. So. He's, he's like a big big time artist. <laughs> All right, Ben, we were Great. we're ceramic artists, okay? <laughs> Great. Okay. Well, oh, really? no, I know. I like What cone do they fire to? Feel, I didn't want to feel like I got away with something for a minute. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, hmm. What other good questions do we have, Cammy? Let's see. Um Wait, what the fuck am I supposed to do with all the work that I've been making since no one wants to give me a show, Ben? Dude, dude, if only I knew. I have <laughs> so much. I have two studios right now. Wait, where's the, where's the, you have one studio with your, with the guy. What's the one, other studio? I have one studio with the kiln and all my ceramic stuff and most of my books. And the, it's the one you guys saw. Yeah. As like my art storage. And now I have a second studio till the end of the month where I'm working on a giant 15 foot painting. Wait, where's, where's that one at? That one's at the temple. Cool. I went there one time. It was really fun. Yeah. It's like, there's the space that used to be a marketing uh, business and they just like, they paid for the rest of the month of rent and they just moved somewhere. Crazy. Yeah. So people have just been able to like pop in and work on stuff for free, for free. Yeah. That's really yeah. cool. So like, are you going to do a series of paintings or are you just going to do this one big one and walk away? Uh, I think I'm just going to do this one big one. It's going to be kind of like those outside my window pieces. So it's going to be an installation. Okay. Essentially, there's going to be like two like windows um, that are going to be what's going to like, the, you can't see the Bigfoot through the windows is like the idea I had for it. But he's like hiding behind or in the space where there'd be a wall. Okay. Yeah. I like it. Are you into the Magritte human condition paintings? Oh, yeah. Yeah. I think all Magritte all the time. Yeah. <laughs> I'm going to get a tattoo on my back that says that. Just all Magritte all the time. And, it's be like, and then it's just going to be like a flaming skull. <laughs> Nothing to do with Magritte paintings. It's just going to be a flaming skull and like gothic lettering that just says all Magritte all the time. Sometimes if I'm, if I'm at my studio and I don't know what to do, I've got like a big Magritte book in there and I'm just like, all right, back to the drawing board and just start flipping through. Oh, talk about stealing yeah. ideas. Here oh, we dead. go. He's dead. Okay. Yeah, he you can come just after me. pluck him out. See, I, I like, do that with my my John Balasari and my Chris. Oh Burton. yeah. Yeah, totally. Yeah. Yeah. Easy, easy yeah. peasy. Okay. Well, I think we got a pretty good intro. Yeah. An <laughs> hour, how good is an hour long intro for an hour long? There we go. <laughs> I know we're going to have to do a part one and part two. Thanks so much, everyone, for listening. 
come back for our next episode with Ben Sikirsky and artist and professor Irv Tepper.